Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. So this week was a pretty interesting week for me. I had a feeling that I was going to be talking about surrendering and letting go sometime soon. So the universe decided to let me know that now is the perfect time. And I'll share the pretty funny series of events that went down one day this week in just a little bit. Now, we have some grounds to cover, so let's just dive right in for now. And I'm just going to recap a little bit about one of the energetic laws of the universe, that being the law of detachment. The law of detachment or detaching, letting go, surrendering, it's all the same thing, is a really important universal energetic law. This energetic law that applies to all things in life asks us to completely detach, surrender to, or let go of the attachments to the outcome of what it is that we desire. This is because when we hold on to our attachments by trying to control the outcome of anything in the hows and whens and all of that, we are actually telling our subconscious and the universe that we don't believe or trust that we will get what we want or the desired outcome. Because if we did trust, or if we did actually believe that everything was going to be okay and that we would receive the desired reality that we want, well then we wouldn't feel the need to actually control anything, would we? We would just simply detach and let go and surrender to what the universe brings us, no matter what. And so if we haven't detached, surrendered or let go of that need or that want for everything to work out, Well, then look where the power really is. It is in the fear that our desired outcome or manifestation won't really manifest. And so in return, a reality that matches this belief or fear will come in as a result. When we are overly attached to the need or want of an outcome, what we're doing is we're actually placing a higher level of importance on that outcome or the thing that we want. This level of importance that we place on the outcome or the thing that we want is simply just an energy that tells our subconscious and the universe that we don't have it. The only reason why we really want it or that we have given it the degree of importance that we have is because we don't actually have it and we really, really, really desire it. So this is why we need to completely detach or let go of our need or our want or the level of desire or importance that we have in our manifestation or in the outcome. And trust me, I know this can be really hard to do, especially when it's something really, really awesome that we really, really want. And, you know, being overly attached to the need or the want of an outcome can also look a little something like this. They can be us having obsessive thoughts all the time about when or how our manifestation is going to come. They can be continuous actions which come from our ego mind that are trying to control or force how you think things should be or force how you think that you should receive the outcome. They can be you trying to control and plan all of the steps and actions that need to be taken in order for you to get that end result. Or they could also be you telling others, you know, how to be, what to do or what to say. 
whether it's within your workplace or within your own family or friendship groups. These are all ways in which we are showing the universe and our subconscious that we are still attached to the outcome and that we don't fully trust or believe that everything will be okay and that we will get the desired outcome. And these examples are therefore also some ways that demonstrate that you have not fully surrendered or let go. When we are met with a circumstance that is really triggering, where we feel like we have no control, the ego mind can kind of go into overdrive. You know, it can trigger us to worry or feel frustrated or get annoyed or angry. We can feel helpless or powerless that trigger the thought that we have no control in our lives. This then leaves us feeling lost and really wanting some sort of direction, which in return then really triggers us to really want to resolve all of this tension by forcing an action or an outcome. Then we respond to these feelings and thoughts by trying to force an action or try to gain control in some way, which then sometimes can be met with even more resistance or are matched with circumstances that feel even more difficult. That's because the universe is reflecting a reality right back at you that you are actually experiencing and feeling inside by listening to all of the fears and worries and all of the bad and negative thoughts. So therefore, that is what you'll continue to see in your reality outside of you. So by us actually practicing and implementing, accepting, letting go and surrendering, then this is how our manifestations will come to us with more ease and less effort. And this is exactly what is meant and known as being in the flow. And now we can try to control outcomes and remain attached to the desires of our end result very unconsciously in many areas of our lives, because this is how most of us have been raised. It may have been modeled by our parents or our friends or taught by our teachers or leaders. And it's also widely modeled by society too. And this is a big reason why it can feel difficult for us to let go, because it's simply just not something that we're used to doing. It can be hard to unlearn things that you've learnt or implemented your whole entire life, and especially when not everyone around you is actively implementing these tools too. Not to mention that it can also be hard to wholeheartedly trust and believe that you have what it takes to create absolutely anything and that any reality that you desire actually already exists. And it can be very confronting to find out that we can be unconsciously creating our own difficulties and circumstances in our realities simply by us not surrendering or detaching from trying to control the outcomes in our life. But not all tests or opportunities for learning, like learning how to surrender, are brought upon us by our own actions or lack thereof. There also can be events or circumstances in our lives that can seem to come out of nowhere that ask us to learn to surrender and let go in order for us to level up our consciousness or to help redirect us back onto the path that we were intended for on this earth. Now, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that I truly feel as though one of the reasons why this virus has showed up in our reality is that It is a way to help humanity to remember the energetic law of surrendering and letting go. You know, whether you've had to surrender to losing your job or surrender to not being able to make enough as much money as you did, 
not being able to be with family and friends when you want to, not being able to travel, or simply just accepting and surrendering to the fact that not all things stay the same forever. There has been so much that we've had to learn to accept and surrender to, not to mention the things that we have learned to stand up for and fight for too. This past year or so sure has been a mass awakening where people are realising that things around them might need to start changing and that this virus is only triggering us to make the changes that we need to. Learning to surrender and let go is an incredibly, incredibly powerful energy that is involved in any necessary evolution, growth or change. It's an incredibly critical part of the creation process. And I truly feel that one of the positives that this virus and all of the events unfolding, unfolding around it is simply just asking us to all surrender and let go of some of the structures and systems that this world has been following that perhaps haven't quite been working. Because when you think about it, it cannot continue this way if we actually do truly want a more sustainable earth and world. And so the way in which we all surrender collectively is to actually implement more surrendering and letting go ourselves in our own lives. By practicing implementing more letting go of not trying to control everything that is out of our control, well then the more we help not only ourselves, but others and the world too. So with that mission in mind, I've been wanting to do a few episodes on this very topic, but have been waiting for the right timing or the go-ahead from the universe. And so I got the green light or the go-ahead this week after I had asked the universe on Saturday night for a sign to let me know if now was the right time. So then I went to bed that night, but then I woke up at 4am the very next morning with an instant download that all of the surrendering that I had been doing lately and this whole year was actually connected to releasing and letting go of the fact that I had to surrender to so much of my innocence as a child. The things that I'd experienced in my childhood with the breakdown of my parents and the family unit and everything that went on around that time, almost as if overnight, had required me to instantly grow up and at many times to also step into the role of being the adult or the parent myself. And so after sitting up and instantly getting that download, you know, I knew that all of this surrendering and shifting that I'd been experiencing lately was helping me to shift and release that burden that I had always felt and carried with me throughout my life. And that all of this surrendering was just helping me to further accept and own more of my authentic true self that I actually gave up and sacrificed as a kid. Because now I'm no longer hiding and I'm accepting and owning who I truly am and who I am becoming. So then later on that morning, I got a message from a friend who had gotten a notification on her phone from the app called The Pattern that actually had a message for me. Now, usually she would get a reminder notification about her own astrology pattern, but for some reason, this one was about me, which was unusual for her, as all year she'd never gotten any notifications about anyone else, and neither have I for that matter. When I get notifications from this app, it's always about my astrology or what's going on with my world and my energetic patterns. Anyway, she screenshot it and sent it to me, and this is what it said. During this period of incredible transformation, 
Terry is being asked to question the person she's becoming. Her identity is being radically altered, and this experience could feel intense or overwhelming. She's being asked to courageously experience all the emotions and circumstances that arise without being able to control the outcome. She shouldn't fight what's happening or try to make logical sense of it all. She's just meant to surrender right now. And so I laughed as that was exactly the message that I had received earlier in the morning from my higher self. And remember you guys, last week I had been frustrated at the fact that I seemed to have the answers and guidance for other people, but I didn't have the answers or guidance for myself all the time. I shared with you all last week that, you know, this kind of caught me off guard. So I ended up doing the work and acknowledged this trigger and this belief. So now the energy had actually shifted as a result. And here was finally a message or an answer that had come through for me. And I also want to mention My friend has also been facing quite a lot of intense surrendering in her life a lot lately too, so I really wasn't surprised that she was also connected to this surrendering message. So this message was actually for her as well. And just a side note, that is actually when you um, start to really take notice of energy and how it works and how everything's all connected, what you'll find is, is that a lot of people that flow in and out of your life at certain times can also be connected to the things that you're facing at this time too. And I also laughed at the fact that, uh, yeah, there's a lot in my life that's been, you know, hard to make sense of. I mean, I have the ability to talk to spirit and read energy. And more recently, in the last several months, I've actually downloaded some pretty interesting concepts about the universe and consciousness, which I will slowly share with you all um, at some time. But, you know, that's only when I get the green light or the go ahead. So yeah, I mean, there's been so much in my life that I haven't been able to quite make sense of at times, let alone making sense of normal, regular life as it is. Anyhow, moving on, I was excited that day because it was going to be 11 degrees and sunny, and I didn't really feel like, you know, doing my usual high-energy, action-packed adventures. Instead, I just kind of felt like being mellow, so I decided to set a chair out the front in the yard, in the sunshine, and just make a bunch of jewellery all day. I'd also decided to make my own chicken stock, so I put it on the stove to get it started. So I was out sitting in the sunshine getting work done when I had a friend call. And we chatted for a while and found ourselves talking about, surprise, surprise, surrendering to so much that we can't control. And I'd express that, you know, there'd just been so many different random things happening in all areas of my life that was just asking me to accept and surrender to and to try to not make sense of any of it either right now. And that all of it was almost comical, really. Anyways, we were on the phone chatting about all of this when I decided to go inside and grab a drink. And when I opened the front door, I was instantly hit in the face with a huge puff of grey smoke. I was kind of confused and disorientated as all that I could see in front of me was just thick grey smoke. You know, I couldn't see my couches. I couldn't see my kitchen. I couldn't even see the floor for that matter. Then I realised I could hear the smoke alarm going off and realised that something in my house was on flipping fire and then instantly remembered that I totally forgot to turn the stove down from boil to simmer. 
And so I kind of just squawked at my friend. Oh, my God, my house is on fire. And I threw my phone on the ground and I ran over to the stove to turn it off. And in doing this, I actually knocked the stove or the the pot, sorry, on the stove. And it actually sent the whole thing bursting up in flames. And so there's this fire right in front of me. I'm like, shit, there's a tea towel there. Everything's on fire. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm coughing and gagging. And <laughs> like, what? Oh, shit, what am I going to do? I'm like thinking, looking around. I was like, oh, my fire extinguisher. So I'm kind of searching through because I can't see anything. Like, I can't see absolutely anything at all. And I'm trying to fumbling around, trying to find my fire extinguisher. But as you all might remember, I accidentally set off my fire extinguisher a couple of months ago. So I didn't bloody have one anymore. Anyways, I run to the sink, I just turn on the water, I can't see any cups or any vessels whatsoever to fill to throw on this flipping fire. So I'm like cupping my hands and I'm like filling my hands and just throwing it in the general direction of the fire. All the whilst just coughing and gagging at the the chicken metal smoke. Anyways, the fire was out, everything was okay. But I was still like, holy shit, there's, this whole house is just full of smoke. So I run back outside again and take a few breaths. And then I was like, I got I have to open up all the doors and windows to let this out. So I run back inside again. I'm trying to open up the lounge room windows, which honestly, you guys, I've never opened them in the seven years that I've lived here. So they're not bloody opening. And I'm knocking off all of my vintage bottles and cool little oddities that I have on the windowsill whilst gagging out this smoke. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh God, I can't, I got to crawl low and smoke, crawl low and smoke. You know, you try and remember all of the things that you learned at school as a kid. I'm like, oh yeah, stop, drop and roll, crawl low and smoke. So I'm crawling on the floor, like coughing and gagging, trying to breathe and reach all of the different windows to open them. But my husband had left all of his tools and all of his things in the middle of the lounge room floor. So I'm crawling over them and stumbling and tripping tripping all over them. I was just like, fucking hell, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I just decided to get up and then just run beeline straight for the back. I went into the bathroom, open up the windows there, open up my bedroom windows, And then I'm coughing and gagging and I run into the studio and (laughs) so uh, like my bedroom and the studio windows are up high because we live in a basement suite. So the windows are really small and they're up higher. So and I've got all of these um, like boxes and storage uh, bits and pieces that are in in front of the window um, with all my clothes and stock and everything in them. So what I had to do is I had to jump up onto my rocking chair. Like I have this rocking chair that I sit and craft in. So I'm hovering, trying to balance on this bloody rocking chair, trying to reach over to the window to open it up. And I have, I've got this collection of antlers like up on my windowsill and I just swipe them off and then they fly in my face. So I'm I'm being hit in the face with all these different antlers that are flying everywhere whilst I'm trying to balance myself on a rocking chair, trying to open this fucking window. Anyway, so I was coughing and gagging. My my eyes were burning and stinging from this smoky chicken metal smoke. I got all the windows and doors open. Then I grabbed my phone and I ran outside the house. And then, of course, it's five o'clock. So all of my neighbors in the cul-de-sac are all getting home. And I'm just smiling and waving, saying, yes, don't worry, everything's fine. Meanwhile, there's dark gray smoke billowing out of all of the windows and the alarm is still going off. Anyways, I realized that I needed to call my friend back because all that she heard was there's a fire at my house and I screamed and just threw the phone away. 
So I called her back and like laughed as I told her the story and told her that everything's fine. The fire was out. All was well. And then we laughed at the fact that here was the fire theme again. A reminder that I'm experiencing the energy of transformation and that I just have to surrender and let go to all of the things that seem out of my control. But as we were talking and laughing about the event that had just occurred, my neighbor from the cul-de-sac ended up shouting out to me saying, Derry, like, look behind you. And I was on the side of the house at the time, but I turned around and realized that the big, aggressive, angry bear that lives behind our house on the mountain was now awake. (laughs) You know, he just spent four months asleep hibernating and he was probably only about three meters away from me (laughs) and was sniffing about at the smoke that was coming out of the house. And I kind of just watched him stunned like, oh shit. (laughs) And he walks over to my bedroom window and he, he reaches up and sniffs at the window and pokes his head in. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to try and get in because he's whatever he's smelling smells delicious. So now, look, he's been he's actually not the most friendliest bear. Um, well, not that all bears are friendly, but he's actually quite aggressive because the last two years he's actually charged me and my husband before twice, actually, when we've gone to scare him. Because usually what you'll do is make loud noises, stomp on the ground, clap your hands or bang pots and pans to kind of scare them away. Anyhow, we'd done this in the past and we were instead met with him charging at us and coming for us. So I knew not to scare him away because I just didn't feel like being chased again. So instead, I decided to run inside and close all of the windows because I didn't want him in the house. So again, I yell at my friend on my phone. I'm like, there's a bear that's trying to get in my house. And I threw my phone again. I ran inside, tried closing all of the windows and everything. And the smoke was still full. Like I could see a little bit still, but there was just smoke absolutely everywhere. So I'm coughing and gagging and running around again, trying to close all the windows so that he doesn't come in. I go to the back to my bedroom and, you know, carefully open the door and see that he's not there. So I just run in and I slam the window shut. But then I went into the craft room, into my studio, and I opened the door. There's no bear in there, thank God. And I, again, jump up on my flipping rocking chair and I'm balancing on it. And as soon as I stand up, I met face to face with a bear who's sniffing and smelling about with his head right at the window. And I just scream. I'm like, shit! And I slam the window. And he just looks at me in surprise and shock and horror and then just completely runs away and in my sudden reaction I ended up toppling over and falling off my rocking chair and I actually have this huge bruise now on the back of my leg from that anyways so because of this I couldn't have all the windows and doors open so all of the smoke was just trapped in my house for another few hours so then I grabbed my phone and (laughs) decided to call my friend back you know just to let her know that I was okay and hadn't been eaten by a bear and while I was on the phone back to her saying that everything was fine (laughs) and right after all of that running around my family messaged me Um, through Messenger and it was my mom and that she'd been rescued from a search and rescue team from the Rocky Hills back in Australia. So what ended up happening was she was several days through a week-long trek in the bush with her hiking friends and you know they'd been trekking for days carrying their backpacks full of tents and food and all the things that they'd need. 
but then that a big cloud of mist or fog had rolled in and they actually had gotten lost in the bush. My mum had said, you know, the trail was gone all of a sudden and there were just no markers to be found. And with the thick fog that had rolled in, there was no way for them to tell any of the surrounding landscape markers that were on the hiking trail instructions. Plus, they didn't have cell service. They had no GPS or trail map um, app on their phone that tracked them. So, you know, there was really no way to tell where they actually were. Even on the map they were following, you know, they thought that they were on the trail and they thought that all their coordinates were right, but that in fact they weren't. So after hiking and searching for hours on end for the trail, they decided to stop and suck on some gum leaves and rest because they realised that they'd actually run out of water from the hours of bushwhacking and not finding any creeks. My mum had expressed that, you know, there came a point in their journey where they realised that the fog wasn't going to be lifting anytime soon that they had run out of water, Um, one of the hikers was actually unwell, that they had no idea where they were or where the track was, and that even if the fog lifted sometime in the next few hours or even in the morning, they would still not even know where they are, you know, where they came from or in what direction to head into next. So they collectively realised that, you know, for now, they were at least safe and well and that it was perhaps best to set off the beacon and wait for rescue before, you know, they got even deeper and lost and potentially hurt themselves. And especially because they had also run out of water, there was a high risk of them facing dehydration. And so, you know, while I'm talking to mum and she's relaying this all back to me, you know, she mentioned that she just knew inside that they had reached a point of absolute acceptance and surrender to the situation that they were in and how you know the group had all had mixed emotions or felt conflicted within themselves about whether or not to set off the beacon for help so as I'm talking to her and she's filling this all in for me you know again I was smiling to myself at the constant theme of surrender that's kind of been coming up and plaguing me for the last several days And so I mentioned to her that, you know, that's often the case where, you know, there does come a definitive point where you realize that there's just nothing else that's left to do other than to accept and surrender to the circumstance that you're in. And that the pivotal point, you know, can be hard to accept and reach and surrender to because, you know, our proud ego mind can tell us, no, don't give in or I don't want to feel like a failure or, you know, I can have the answer. I can find it. I can find the way. You know, these are all the things that our ego mind tells us. But, you know, it does come to that point where sometimes the answer all the way is to just simply accept and surrender where you're at to where you're at. Anyway, so they set off the beacon at around 8pm and they set up their tents and cozied in for the night while they waited for help to arrive. Then at about midnight, they awoke to the sound of a helicopter above, but apparently it was too foggy to land or for the rescue team to drop down to extract them. So a few hours later, they then heard the calls of the rescue team that had actually had to hike in to help guide them out. So it turns out that they had veered off the trail and were nearly a kilometre deep into the bush, possibly following a game trail and mistaking it for the actual path or trail. Then when they looked on the map to where they thought they were, they realised that they were actually a whole other bluff or hill away from where they thought they actually were. So even in the morning, if the fog had lifted and if they'd continued their direction, they would have only continued further into the depths of the bush. 
So anyways, my mum and her friends made it out safely, but exhausted, hiking five hours out in steep, wet, rocky terrain at 2am. And although they felt battered and exhausted, the important thing is that they were all safe and all, ca- and all okay and were a textbook example of a successful rescue. So I commended my mum and told her, you know, they did the right thing and to not feel bad or guilty in any way. That the situation that the rescuers found them in was really the perfect outcome for them and for everyone. That they didn't let things get um, bad or to the next level where someone was hurt or injured. And so one of the takeaways that I got from my mum's story was that often we can confuse surrendering with giving in or giving up which can then cause us to feel shame or embarrassment that can make us feel like we've failed in some way. But we need to remember that giving up and surrendering are actually two completely different things. Giving up or giving in is you surrendering to your ego's thoughts and worries and fears, whatever they may be, if you think that you're not good enough or that you can't do it or that you don't have the capacity. That is you giving up and surrendering to your ego's fears. Surrendering is different to giving up or giving in because surrendering is just you accepting and letting go of your ego's worries and fears, of the needing to fix, of the trying to figure out or trying to solve, of fearing shame, embarrassment or feelings of less worth. Surrendering is you choosing not to give in or surrender to your ego mind's worries or fears. Surrendering is just you admitting and accepting the fact that maybe, just maybe, our ego mind is not always right. And that our ego is very proud and likes to remind us of our fears of inadequacy. Surrendering requires you to acknowledge and let go of every effort you have made or every effort that you are trying to force in trying to control the outcome and then handing over all of your trust and faith to the universe and accepting and surrendering to whatever unfolds as a result of that. And now at times and at certain circumstances, I know that accepting and surrendering can feel really heavy and overwhelming sometimes. And as simple and easy as letting go sounds on paper, it sure cannot feel that simple or easy when we're in it or when it comes down to it. And that very notion is one of the takeaways that I got from my story this week. And that is to laugh at the ridiculousness that is life sometimes and to view all of the events around you with kind of almost a sense of playfulness instead. You know, for me, I was laughing at the fact that here I was running around trying to put out all of the fires, trying to release and let go of all of the smoke, meanwhile also trying to stop a bear from coming into my house. You know, I laughed as it was almost like a comical parody that represented all of the absurdities of things that I had faced all in the past year or so that I'd had to surrender to. And that this event had also just reminded me in a very hilarious way that now is just the time to kind of take a step back and surrender to everything that's coming my way and that has come my way. As well as surrendering to and accepting, finally, that this is who I am that I need to embrace the weird and wonderfulness of my energetic gifts that are a part of me, which also manifested my physical reality as the weird and wonderful adventures that I have with the universe. 
So many years ago, when I had depression and anxiety disorder, I used to feel like I was a victim to life and my circumstances and that things were always seemingly to be out of my control. But when I moved through my healing journey and moved past this darker time in my life, I realized that although there were things that were out of my control, what I can control is my thoughts, actions, and my ability to create opportunities. And since then, I've always been someone who actively tries to implement change when change is needed or take actions when actions are needed. But I also know that sometimes there are times where the only action that is needed is to actually surrender or let go. And to sometimes not try to make too much sense of everything all just yet and to trust that the answers and actions or steps will come in in due time. And just really learning to practice more patience and being more present and in the now that it's okay that you can only see one step and not the whole staircase right now. Or in my mum's story, I have needed to accept and surrender to the fact that the path is not clear and that the fog has just not lifted yet for a reason. You know, this year I've kind of just thrown myself right in the deep end, just taking actions from the now and trusting that I'll have a clearer picture of where I'm even heading and what I'm even doing as I go along. You know, it can be really easy to forget that there could possibly be more to the story that we're just not seeing, that we haven't been made aware of yet for a reason. And that reason usually is that we are meant to kind of pass these tests or learn these lessons of patience and of surrendering first before the next chapter comes in. And I know to do this only because this is actually how most things in my life have actually always been. Plus, I've had lots of practice in taking things one step at the time, you know, in running a business for the last seven years. I've also really had to really surrender to and let go of the life and person that I had actually been forcing myself to be the last three years. I'd basically been actively trying to ignore my energetic gifts and to try be more of a normal person with a more normal life that, you know, didn't involve adventures and missions from the universe and my spirit guides. And so with that in mind, this is where I want to talk about the difference between actions that are coming from force and actions that are coming from flow. You know, the last few years before last year hit, I'd really been actively trying to force things to happen, you know, hiding away from who I really truly was and hiding away from my energetic gifts and trying to force putting myself into a box of being a more normal person with a more normal life. Choosing to take actions from a state of flow and not force actually first requires us to accept our situation and then to surrender our trust to the universe. So when we're operating and implementing actions from force and not flow, well, we're then forcing things to happen or forcing actions, which is usually coming from a place of fear or resistance. And we know that if we continue to constantly feed our power into this state of fear-based forced reactions or actions, then that is actually what will continue to manifest, you know, more fear and more instances that create more of this resistance and force. Remember that all energy in this world and in this universe follows the path of least resistance. If we are trying to force or control an outcome, 
Well, then this is us creating resistance. So in order for the energy to flow more easily and effortlessly, then we need to surrender to the knowing and belief and trust that the outcome will be okay. When we choose to actually accept and surrender to all of these events and choose to take actions and implement change that is within flow, we are usually then met, however, with more ease and less effort. You know, it feels smoother and not so difficult. And events and actions taken from this state of flow and from this state of surrendering can even feel serendipitous, magical, or kind of seem, you know, within divine timing as well. And so it's our ego mind that wants to force actions from fear. But when we wait for the right timing and take actions that are from our higher self, then we further strengthen this state of flow as a result. And then we will continue to experience a reality that reflects more of this flow and ease. So this is why we want to get into the habit of recognizing when we are forcing actions and when we are not surrendering or letting go in order for us to be in a more more of a state of flow. Now, it's really easy to identify whether or not an action is coming from force, as it usually is an action that you are trying to implement that is stemming from fear. You know, what we can find is that when the actions or things that you are trying to implement are met with, you know, quite a bit of resistance or difficulty or where, you know, a bunch of things just go wrong or aren't quite working out or when problem after problem occurs. Whereas when we learn to surrender or let go and accept our circumstance, then this puts us on the path or in the energy of more flow and more ease. And then all we need to do is just simply wait, wait for the right timing for the things or answers to come. As when we are patient and when we trust in the belief that everything will work out, well, then that's exactly when the answers or the actions to take will come and where you will better know what to do. And remember, try not to overcomplicate these things. (laughs) You know, you may be thinking, yeah, but well, how do I trust? How do I be patient? And remember from the advice from a few episodes ago I gave, try not to spend so much time worrying about thinking about trusting and to just instead assume that everything's going to be okay. Just simply assume that the answers or the steps to take will come and that you will get the outcome that you desire. You know, many of us this year may have been faced with situations or circumstances that have been really triggering you know, they may have asked us to surrender or let go of something in some way. These situations may have led you to feel like you don't know how to move ahead or that you don't know how to fix anything. Or I don't know, maybe at one point you may have felt like your actions have all been a waste where nothing you've done seems to make anything better or bring about the change that you've been desiring. Sometimes we have an idea in our head of how we think it should be or we remain attached to how we think is the best way that our problem should be resolved. It's important to know that we need to sometimes get out of our own way and accept that maybe for now, this step or action or whatever it is that you think should be done, maybe isn't the right way. Okay, so (laughs) by now you're probably asking, well then, how do we surrender, Terry? How do I actually let go? 
And now I have a few tips or tools to share with you all, but today I'm going to share a method of surrendering that I use, which really does help me to get to the reason why I'm actually fearful in the first place, as well as getting to that level of acceptance in order for me then to surrender. So when we truly surrender, we are simply just acknowledging that we've been overly attaching to the outcome. So surrendering first requires us to acknowledge and accept our worries and the situation before we can fully let go or surrender. So now this is where I'm going to share with you the tools and three steps that I use that helps me to first accept my situation and then to let go or surrender. Now it's super simple and you can try it out at any time. And we all know that the ego mind loves a good list or steps to take. So, you know, make sure to journal these down or write them down somewhere, even in your phone, wherever, so that you can remind yourself to actually implement this step anytime that you find yourself wanting to accept your situation and then surrender or let go. So step one, what I always will do is to feel my feelings out fully and wholly. Now, I talk, talked about this uh, last week in episode 13, so make sure you go back and listen to that episode on triggers as to why this is really important. Anyway, so this actually helps me to accept and acknowledge that, you know, there is a deep-rooted deep fear or limiting belief that is also being triggered by this event. Okay, step two. Next, I will also acknowledge that these fears and worries are coming from my ego mind and that my ego just wants to know how it's going to be. It wants to know all of the answers, all of the steps and all of the actions to take because all it wants to know is, is or be certain about is that it, if I'm going to be okay, if I'm going to be safe. So it's very important to acknowledge that this is just a defense mechanism of your ego mind and that everything that you're worried and fearful about that's out of your control may not actually be necessarily true or may not necessarily happen. Next, I will go through and write down all of the different outcomes that are possible, both positive and negative. In doing this, we're learning to accept our situation by exposing and uncovering what we're actually worried about and whether or not this worry or end result outcome that we're fearing is even likely to happen. What I tend to find is the ultimate outcome that my ego is actually worried about actually ends up not being something that is even likely to happen. And plus, it also helps me to identify the fearful patterns that are connected to limiting beliefs. When we list and write down all of the circumstances or outcomes that are actually in favor or are actually positive, then we're actually showing our brain and our subconscious another perspective or possibility that is not stemming from our fears or worries. And here's the thing that we can sometimes forget. There are always three sides of the coin, heads, tails, and the face of the edge. There's always a perspective or an awareness that perhaps you have not thought of or acknowledged yet, or an outcome that could actually work out in your favor. But once you list and go over all of the different outcomes and allow your brain to really let it all sink in, well, then this actually helps you to achieve the level of acceptance that you need first in order to then completely surrender. 
when you show your brain and your ego that there are multiple different outcomes and that you have a plan or at least an idea of what these outcomes might look like, then you realize that you are in fact capable of handling these outcomes, whatever the outcome may be. And that perhaps you might even realize that you actually will be safe and okay after all, no matter which of these outcomes occur. This action of identifying and accepting all of the different outcomes and what they might look like helps to put the ego mind and the fears at ease and helps you to stop taking actions that are trying to force or control something that is out of your control. So I encourage you all to give it a try and to just start with something small. You don't necessarily have to jump right into something big and overwhelming right away. And remember, not everything is as serious or as scary as our ego mind can make things out to be. And to try to remember to adopt a more playful approach when implementing these tools. And if you feel yourself getting bogged down in all the seriousness of everything, then just try to remember the lesson that I had earlier this week about laughing at all the ridiculousness and absurdities that is life sometimes. And if you really get stuck and you really need some high vibes, then just imagine the hilarity of me running around, putting out fires, trying to crawl through, you know, everywhere and tripping over things, balancing on the rocking chair and falling off, opening windows in my house that barely even open, and then dealing with a very hungry and angry bear that just wants to climb in and eat whatever I was cooking up inside. Well, that is it for today's stories, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. And of course, please feel free to share this episode with anyone that you may think that might find it helpful. And as always, head on over to my Instagram at myeverydayalchemy or sign up for my newsletter on my website if you want some extra bits and pieces or tips and tools that I share on there too. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week and that the bears don't try to break into your house or you don't burn your house down. (laughs) Anyways, have a great week, everyone. Bye. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. Anyways, I'm just cocky. (laughs) I was not cocking.